0: Right. right. So when, when, we, when we have people coming to us saying we want to start a business, right. this is why we always talk about this upfront. Yeah. Do you incorporate? Do you go sole proprietor right out of the gate? This is a big one to understand right? Um, because there's a cost to doing this upfront right. to incorporate, which most people don't want to do. Right. But in the back end, if you don't incorporate upfront, and you prove yourself in the first two years and you're making hundred and fifty thousand. and you want yeah. to start sheltering yeah we'll just know you're gonna to have to pay this fee to kind Down of move something yeah. over
1: all right so welcome to smart number jp and fab where today we're going to be talking about rollovers or specifically transferring assets into a corporation
0: right this is probably this is actually an exciting topic well, from a, an accounting if nerd. If you're an accounting geek. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> the, the, this is probably one of the most overlooked things that we get from clients coming on and, and where we see most accountants messing up on.
1: Right. Um, I mean, okay, so let's put this into context, right? Most businesses, um, serious businesses in Canada here, especially here in Ontario, are going to operate through a corporation. Okay, And what people have to understand is that a corporation is actually a separate legal entity under the eyes of the law, under the eyes of tax law, um, and and that separate legal entity must contract with its shareholders at fair market value. And so what does that mean? If you are going to take an asset that you own personally and transfer it to a corporation, even if you wholly own that corporation, you're 100% owner of it if that asset has a pregnant gain okay, associated with it, there's going to be a taxable capital gain to you as, as the shareholder making that transfer.
0: Right, so I mean, <clears throat> an analogy for this would be if I owned a building and I bought it five years ago and the value of that building has gone up, um, there is a gain that's trapped in there. I cannot move that. From my personal name into a corporation. We'll ignore land transfer tax and other issues. Right. But from a income tax perspective, Canada Revenue Agency will step in and say you have you have deemed to sell this property to the corporation at the fair market value.
1: That's correct. Right. So um, the simplest example of how that would work would be, you know, ten years ago you bought. Um, some bank stocks for 100 bucks, and they're worth whatever, $250 now. You, you cannot just transfer that to your corporation without paying the tax, right? So this is where we get into rollovers and rollovers um, or specifically a Section 85 rollover is a joint election available to a corporation and another entity that wishes to transfer assets to a corporation And it allows them to elect um, elect out of paying tax essentially and deferring the gain the taxable gain until such a time that the shares of the corporation are sold to a third party Right. right so in essence what happens here is you take the asset that has a gain you sell it to the corporation and instead of taking back cash as compensation you take back at least a share or shares of the corporation um, in exchange for that asset. Okay, If you're taking back shares of the corporation rather than cash or rather than debt like a note payable, okay, then you can make a joint election between yourself and the corporation, electing under Section 85 of the Act, making a proper filing and Bob's your uncle. You don't have to. You don't have to pay any tax.
0: Right now, so th- I think this is the. Th- this is one of the most important parts. Is when you say, Section eighty five mm-hmm. rollover. Rollover is just a you know a slang that's used yeah. by accountants. But when you imply or when you when you say Section eighty five, that yeah. is of the Income Tax Act. This is the Income Tax Act, which is law.
1: Exactly, which is it's legislation, right? So this isn't this is isn't um, jurisprudence, right? This is legislation. So right. it's it's written in the Income Tax Act, and it's completely allowed, and it's a very useful tool to get things into a corporation without having to actually, um, you know, take on the burden of paying tax. Okay. So one of the areas that we see in our practice um, a lot is people incorporating a sole proprietorship. And this is one of the areas um, that I think personally, people are missing out on there's a, there's a true risk there, right? So if you've been running a sole proprietorship for a couple of years and you're profitable, you conceivably have um, a value or an asset. You own that the sole proprietorship and that sole proprietorship could have goodwill, right? Um, goodwill being, you know, the the, excess value of the business over and above the identifiable assets. So let's say you have some sort of uh, a consultancy where you have multiple contracts coming in. Um, you have some subcontractors working for you. You have you've built a network. Maybe you have a car, or some, you know, computer equipment, whatever it is, you identify the assets that you have. Computers, automobiles, whatever. And then whatever the value of your business is over and above that, that's the goodwill. And that's an asset that's being transferred into a corporation when you decide to switch your corporation from a sole proprietorship over to a corporate structure.
0: Right. And I think this is where people get, um, get messed up the most is there, you're not transferring a building. You're not transferring. It's, you are the goodwill. So, I mean, if you and I owned our, our our books personally, And we were making all that income personally. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, we have assets, but I mean, we could technically sell our business for good amount for a profit. Yeah, we cannot move that in. The identifiable asset is actually an intangible, which is a client list.
1: Exactly, it's a client list and a client relationship.
0: And that's right? where, and that's where you know, someone, you know, what happened with realtors last year. Right. I'm going to go on 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 a limb here and say probably seventy to eighty percent of realtors. Will not elect under the eighty-five. That would be my guess. I would say higher. Yeah, yeah. And, and and you know, Canada Revenue Agency will get into yeah. what departments they've set up um, to go after stuff like this. But you know, that's we, we're seeing so much uh, bad advice or non-advice, right, on this.
1: And, and you know, if we want to concentrate um, just on realtors, so to put this into context um, for anyone listening. Realtors are now allowed to incorporate something called a personal real estate corporation, whereas before they were forced to practice as sole practitioners um, or sole proprietors or maybe even partnerships, Mm -hmm. right? Whereas now they can incorporate a personal real estate corporation or a PREC, right? A realtor who's been around for a while, who has a website that attracts leads, who has uh, an email list that attracts leads, who's well known in an area, arguably there's goodwill in their business, Right. Um, A lot of realtors would say, well, no, it's completely me. The business dies with me. Okay, yes, technically it it does. But on the flip side, you know, you can hire um, juniors, you can build a network, you can take uh, commissions on providing leads to other people. There's some form of goodwill. And, you know, the way I look at it is, hey, look, you do this one time transaction, a Section 85 rollover, transfer your your." uh sole proprietorship into your corporation make the joint election tax does not apply you've bought yourself some insurance i'm
0: sure 100
1: and, and that's the way i see it yeah there's going to be some cost to it there's going to be a little bit of administrative headache but it buys you some insurance right the other thing here is you have to make a bona fide attempt to value the goodwill but you don't have to be perfect Right? You may be off by a little bit because of some sort of assumptions you put together, but you can also buy a secondary form of insurance by um, putting into the contract a purchase price adjustment clause that in essence says, hey, look, if the CRA comes back and says, you know, we disagree with your value, well, we agree to retroactively change that value. And then you can make a retroactive change to the value and you should be good as right. well.
0: So we're going to be covering valuations in in one of our upcoming podcasts. Right. Um, I mean, that is that is one of the things because people are are like, well, what is my company worth? So what would CRA say they would look at net income on this particular individual's personal tax return? And they would come up with a earnings multiplier for that industry, I'm assuming. Yeah. And they would attribute that earnings multiplier to what this person has made and say, this is what your company's worth. Now, how does, I'm, we're correct in saying that, I mean.
1: Generally speaking, yeah, it's, it's a multiplier based on normalized income is, is the, one of the standard ways to, to, uh, value any company that's a going concern that AKA not a company that's liquidating, but a company that is, is ongoing.
0: Right now, what is the, what is the risk? So let's say someone has an earnings multiplier. We'll just throw a number, say three. Okay, and you know that person has historically shown a hundred thousand dollars of net income on their personal tax return. Right, their company is worth.
1: Yeah, so if, if for whatever reason it's determined under normal, um, under normal circumstances, under normal valuation principles, that uh, there's a multiplier of three, normalized income of a hundred thousand dollars, then the goodwill is conceivably three hundred thousand dollars, which means that it's a taxable transaction, you know, if the goodwill was self-created, like you didn't buy a customer list or anything like that, you didn't buy a business originally, if the goodwill is self-created, then it really has an adjusted cost base or a cost of zero. So that means there's a three hundred thousand dollar gain that's going to be thrown onto this individual's tax return, right? 150 of that half at the current rate is taxable capital gain. And if that's your only income for the year, that's $50,000 of tax. Plus, you know, you're not gonna get caught in the first year probably. You'll get caught multiple years later. There could be non-filing penalties. There could be some penalties associated with it,
0: right? So 50000 tax owing could end up being, we generally go with double because, you know, CRE never comes back in first year. They'll come back three or four years later yeah. and then all of a sudden, you're, hitting, you're sitting with not 50 grand owing, right. but 100 grand. So that's why we, I mean... Yeah,
1: yeah. And lack of knowledge of the transaction is not an excuse to, to, to the CRA to not file, right? right. You've essentially omitted, in, in this particular case, you've omitted $300,000 of income of, to, to your, on your um, tax term. So you've omitted. It's, it's, in essence, like missing a slip right okay you missed a slip but that's not their fault right, right.
0: And, and 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 to to talk about that i mean I, within the last couple of weeks i we've had probably what almost eight or nine people mm-hmm. come in new businesses self-employed move to a corporation they have not done the rollover now we're sitting here trying to coax them into doing it almost because th- this is new to them and they're like well I- i've never been given this information right so like fab said th- this is that's not an excuse, you know, and it's like, well, my accountant never told me this and we don't want we don't like throwing other accountants under the bus. But I can tell you, I know probably 10, 15 accountants and all of them would say do the rollover. So we're, we're always shocked to hear other accountants not even mentioning this.
1: Well, I think also the, the fact is, um, you know, accountants, all professionals can have their opinion. Right, And the opinion of the accountant may be that, hey, there's no marketable goodwill, right? And maybe they explained the transaction to the client and they said, you know, really, there's no marketable goodwill. However, if the CRA comes in and argues that there's marketable goodwill, now you're in a battle with the CRA, right? The way I look at it is it's a one time transaction. Let's just let's just do it. Um because we don't, then, then we buy ourselves some insurance on the deal, Without right? Without a doubt. We don't have people coming back and, uh, you know, the CRA coming back and attempting to tax us for something that we could easily have avoided by simply doing a rollover.
0: Right, and, and, and to, to go on to like now, okay, well, who does the rollover? Just so everyone's clear, I right. mean, I look at this from, you know, uh, your family doctor. When you go to your family yeah. doctor, you know, they find a bump. They don't diagnose you, they send you to a specialist. So right. in, in, in accounting and tax, I've been doing this for, I, I don't know, almost 20 years. And, and my job is, and chartered accountants and CPAs have always been trained to identify red flags. This right. is a red flag. Yeah. And you need to be able to at least identify it and then hand it off to a you know tax specialist. Someone who has done yeah. the in-depth, someone who has studied and knows what they're doing with this, which is where you come in.
1: Yeah. And simple rollovers, you know, a good, a good, a good practitioner, like small business practitioner, doesn't need to be a, a tax specialist to do a simple rollover, mm-hmm. right? They, they can, they can be taught to do it, they can do it. A complicated rollover could actually involve three parties, um, a tax specialist, a lawyer, and a business evaluator, right? So A small, simple rollover could be done um, between the lawyer and the general accountant. No problem, right? We're accountants. We can do basic valuations. You know, we can do basic steps memos to lawyers. We can fill out the, the forms. That's no problem. But when you're getting into something much more complicated, right? When there's multiple shareholders involved, when there's a very difficult to calculate um, valuation. It, it might be three individuals. It might be the tax specialist, accountant who orchestrates um, some, something called a steps memo, which gives the lawyers the steps that they need to take to uh, complete the transaction. A business valuator or a chartered business valuator, which is a profession that solely does business valuations, that's their specialty. in order to cre- create the proper calculation for the asset, and then the lawyer to prepare all the legal documentation to actually make it happen, right? So those are the three parties that are generally involved.
0: Right. right? So when, when, we, when we have people coming to us saying we want to start a business, right? this is why we always talk about this up front. Yeah. Do you incorporate... Do you go sole proprietor right out of the gate? This is a big one to understand right? Um, because there's a cost to doing this up front right. to incorporate, which most people don't want to do. right? But in the back end, if you don't incorporate up front and you prove yourself in the first two years and you're making 150000 and you want yeah. to start sheltering, yeah. well, just know you're going to have to pay this fee to kind Down of move road, something yeah. over. What, what are the fees associated? Like, what is the average fee versus incorporating versus... You know, I, I've seen it like all
1: over the board, um, you know, incorporating without the input of an accountant, um, just online, you know, without the input of a lawyer can be as low as $400, $400, right? Um, and it can be, I've seen it up to $2,000, depending on the lawyers and the accountant's involvement. But it could be even more than that if there's like, shareholders agreements and whatnot, right? Um and we're kind of limiting this conversation to small business right um rollovers anywhere you know anywhere from two thousand up to seven thousand dollars to get done right if it requires a formal valuation formal valuation can be anywhere from five to fifteen thousand dollars so it all depends on the complexity of the situation but it could be that the entire thing costs you thirty five hundred bucks. Something simple: buy yourself insurance, get set up correctly, and you're done.
0: Right, right? with most of the smaller ones. That that's what we probably see. around there. Yeah. Right. We see around the thirty five hundred, yeah. four thousand for yeah. single realtor yeah. established themselves in the past, moving right. to a corporation. Yeah, and
1: that's a that's one time fees. You know what I mean? Like the, you're never going to be paying that again.
0: Okay. Yeah. yeah. Anything else you want to add on this?
1: No, I think I just want to keep it simple because Section eighty five is a very complicated mm-hmm. um, area of taxation. I'm, you know, by no means a specialist in that area. I kind of keep it simple with that, and you know, they're u- utilized for other very complicated reorganizations that I don't think anyone really wants to hear about, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So I think we'll keep it at that. I think the the takeaway, if anyone's for those who are, who are listening, the takeaway is: listen, if you're going to transfer something any asset okay including an intangible asset such as goodwill to a corporation a bell has to go off in your mind saying hey is this a taxable transaction because the corporation is a separate legal entity from you and you must transact at fair market value so if it is a taxable transaction you go to step two okay talk to your accountant and say can i do a section 85 rollover
0: is that applicable here and if your accountant doesn't even know what that means, then time to shop for a new account.
1: <laughs> well, you, you got to talk to somebody who does know what that means. Yeah. Right. right.
0: That's it.